Hello and welcome to Tools to Create a Better Life with myself, Glenice Hughes. Thank you so much for listening in. I am so incredibly grateful for each and every one of you. And in case you're new to the show, please know that I have hundreds of other shows uh, under a podcast name, The Glenice Show. So if you search that, you will find it in any of your podcast app listener things. (laughs) I don't know the proper term, but you can find them there. All right. So this week's show, I am back from the maestro class in Rome with Dr. Dane here. Life changing, reality changing. Oh my gosh. So freaking awesome. And this show is inspired by one of the many many amazing conversations that we had in that class. So this is how your secrets are killing your magic. So one of the mornings that we, we had five days. And so on, I think it was the second day there was a, a woman who is a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal person. And she was sharing how she felt like and had spent her entire life feeling like no one liked her. And as I'm listening to this conversation, I'm pretty much just doing what the fuck to myself. Because, I mean, I don't know her personally. I have seen her in classes. She started in Access before me. She's very well known. She's, you know, seems to have all the friends. She, like, it, it was so opposite of what I would say if you would have asked me. And I'm listening to this and literally going, what the fuck? And Dane was saying, you know, asking her and, and conversation was going and he he said something so interesting and he said, how many of you feel like no one likes you? And I was sitting near the back of the room. Maybe there was 20 or 30 people behind me. There was about 200 of us in the room. So, you know, let's say I could see 180 people. uh, And pretty much every person put their hand up. Now, this blew my reality because it's something that I have bought the lie of for my entire life. And I've talked about it on other radio shows. I've, you know, there it's, it's been a long process in, in changing it and recognizing, you know, what it really is. And there was something about that conversation at that moment. And then seeing everybody's hands go up that I really, really started realizing the secrets that we keep and how much it kills the magic, how much it kills our lives, how much it kills us. And by secret, I mean, like, it's not that it's true. It's not that it's true that, you know, and the other thing Dane said is like, okay, so how many people in the room, you know, like her? And you know, everybody pretty much put up their hand. So, you know, it's not even close to true. But the secret was, even though she's been in Access for years, she's worked, you know, really closely with Dane. She's worked in, in the, you know, right in, in, 
in the whole shebang. She's been in so many classes, had so many conversations, had so many facilitations. Nobody knew this. And that was the piece that really was like, holy shit. Like, she was keeping it a secret from the kind of like the shame of it, the embarrassment of it, the that's not a conversation you want to be having. And I remember when I was sharing it on a radio show, or maybe it was a class or something like kind of for the first time. And there was that energy of like, I should not be talking about this. Like everybody listening is going to think that there's something wrong with me or they're going to think something's wrong with them because maybe they did like me. And now I'm telling them that nobody likes me. So now they're going to think that they've got to not like me to fit it. Like <laughs> talk about crazy. And, and all of this was like unraveling in front of my eyes from that energy of like, it's, it's shame. Like we have, it, we've decided it's shameful. We can't tell anybody because it's horrible that nobody likes us. We don't want anybody who might like us to know that no one likes us. And yet it's not ours. Like every, like 180 people. Okay. Let's, let's just say, I mean, I didn't see everybody's hands go up. Let's say just 150 even. 150 out of 180 people walking around. And to be in a maestro class, you've taken a lot of classes to get there. Like for the most part, people have been in access at least a couple of years, if not longer, to get to a maestro class. So we've had tools, we've had, you know, facilitations, we've had classes, we've had all sorts of stuff. And yet there's still that. And that was, I mean, there was so much talked about around it, of course. And the piece for myself was really that, the secret of it. And I said to, to my friends at lunch, I said, you know, wouldn't it be cool to have been talking about that in grade school? Because I remember that in grade school. I remember feeling like no one liked me. And then See, the, the thing is, okay, so we can have that, of course, like, you know, so we have the point of view, no one likes us or whatever point of view it is, the, the biggest sticker is that then we have to prove ourselves right. So then we make sure we talk to the people who don't, or we have interactions with people who act like they don't, or, you know, we, we create it as true because we need to be right. So this becomes, you know, now we've got evidence that no one likes us. And in grade nine, uh, we used to have this thing. I don't know if they still do it. I don't think so. But uh, where someone in grade 12 would initiate us into high school or whatever it was. And so the gal who initiated me gave me a 26 of rye uh, whiskey. And I don't know if you have to say both those words. Like, is it just rye? Is it just whiskey? Is it rye whiskey? I don't know. But anyway, it was rye whiskey is how I call it. It's the only time I've ever drank it um, because I drank most of it. Well, probably not most of it, but enough of it to get so drunk. And, you know, I mean, grade nine, my goodness, it was my first time probably drinking alcohol. And I got so drunk. And I remember like crying. It was that horrible drunk crying and going, nobody likes me. I have no friends. Like that was, that was the thing. Like and that, and I mean, <laughs> yes, I was drunk and that's how I walked around in my head and then continuously proved myself right. So it's like, 
So many people on the planet are walking around with that point of view, and then they have to prove themselves right. You know, have you ever had an interaction where, like, you walked away and you wondered why you just treated that person that way? Because you normally wouldn't treat somebody that way. And you're kind of like, what the fuck? And, and then usually, of course, you're, you're judging you because you were mean or unkind or, you know, you, just not something you'd normally do, whatever it is. And chances are you're, you're proving them right. You're, you're, they're, they're projecting onto you how you're going to treat them. And so you do, but that's like, anyway, you get it. So having this experience was so freaking cool. Because it really was an eye-opener. Now, I have to say, in the years with using the tools and, you know, being willing to talk about it more and more, I don't necessarily walk around with it like that anymore. And there are still times. There definitely are still times where I'll have that energy or, you know, I'll make up a story or something like that. And so it's like looking at it from that energy. And if we didn't keep it secret... Like if we were just really vulnerable with the people that we were aware that we could be, so I'm not talking about like, you know, posting it on Facebook, um, but really just vulnerable. Like imagine, like I said earlier, like imagine in grade school having those conversations like with the class, like, hey guys, if any of you feel like nobody likes you, please know that that's, that's a normal feeling. A lot of people feel like that and it's not yours. So don't like... Just, I mean, I'm not sure if you could have convinced me otherwise back then. And like, what if we were willing to stop telling, I mean, I guess stop keeping secrets because that's that, that shame energy, which in access consciousness is what something we call a distractor implant. So it's designed to distract us. So the shame that that gal has felt her entire life of not being liked stopped her from sharing it with the people who, you know, could have maybe laughed with her or, you know, had her see the silliness of it or whatever. And if you look at that in your life, and it doesn't have to be that nobody likes you. If this, if that point of view isn't in your world, you don't have to have it there, believe me. And you probably have something that you feel ashamed about that you wouldn't want anybody to know. And I just wonder, like, how much more we could create on the planet. And I mean create like our lives, create magic, create laughter and fun and all the deliciousness, money, everything. If we stopped the secrets, like look at that thing you'd want no one to know about you. And, and is there anybody in your life that you can share that with? And this is where you want to be really honest with you, because it's not necessarily even about having to tell somebody, and that might contribute to you changing it, and it might not. But even if you look at it for what it is, okay, it's not yours. How do I know that? There was a hundred, at least 150 people in a room of, you know, what I could see, say 180, and uh, probably even higher than that, None of it is ours. What we are is infinitely aware. We are aware of the crazy on the planet. We are aware of the ways that people separate. We're aware of the stories. We are aware of everything. And 
we tend to choose to distract ourselves with the crazy. You know, I was, I was looking at that too. It's like, well, what if, what if I started playing with like how wealthy and rich and fabulous, you know, we are instead of like how crappy we are. Like what if, cause there's that too. There's people on the planet who have that. And, uh, and it's interesting that we play with the crazy stuff and I get that it, it distracts us more and what else is possible. So if you, if you look at what you're keeping a secret and at least start telling yourself, like at least be honest with you. And this is what I've done since that day And I find it gets a little louder in my world, especially in a class. Like, you know, you look over like, oh, that person hasn't said hi to me or that person looked at me for like all that bullshit. And and so ever since that conversation, when that energy would come up, I would just look at it and be like, yeah, no, like I'm not playing with that. And it, it just became so much more clear for what is true. And if somebody, you know, doesn't like me, then I know that it actually has nothing to do with me. And it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't have to define me unless I allow it. Because if somebody doesn't like me, that's their thing. And it's okay. There's people I don't like that, and I don't know if that's even true anymore. And I just said that, and I just had a really funny energy on it. Yeah, you know, really, it's not even about that. Like, like or don't like. Like, how much judgment does that even take? Isn't that interesting? (sighs) Because, you know, there's people that I would say I like that there's times that I wouldn't desire to spend time with them, and it actually has nothing to do with whether I like them or not. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. That's just, it's just a whole new level for me. And whatever that thing is for you, and it might be more than one, you know, all those secrets, all the secrets. What if you start telling you them? What if you start being honest with you about them. Just even acknowledge when you're playing with it. You don't have to do anything. Just start acknowledging. So let's say that you, um, you know, let's say you feel like nobody at your workplace likes you. Okay. Well, next time you're there and that thought comes in, just take one moment with it and just go, Oh, I'm thinking that nobody likes me here. Like, just, just start to acknowledge it. That's like, to me, that's the first step. Because a lot of times, this, the secrets, I'm going to call them, are going without any acknowledgement at all. So they're running our life, but we're not really present with them. We're not being honest and, like, honest about them. And, and that honesty is, is a level of vulnerability that's required for us to go, wow, I'm, I'm playing with that again. I'm there again. I'm there right now. And usually what we'll do is we're always looking to be right. So then we have that thought and now we go searching for the, the proof that we're right. So let's say you're driving into your workplace and you're like, oh yeah, nobody likes me here. I mean, it doesn't usually sound like that, of course, but something like that. Oh, they're having a meeting this morning and I didn't get invited or something like that. And then recognize that, acknowledge that, and then 
be present with it when you're there so that there's, there's no separation anymore. Yeah. And this might, you know, take six months before you have more ease with it. And it might be right away. But the first step is to stop it as a secret. Recognize it for what it is. Okay, I'm just playing with that right now. That's a thought right now. Now I'm proving myself right. Oh, look, I'm looking for evidence. Like, <laughs> I, I use this term about myself. It's like I'm on to my, like I'm on to me. I'm on to my crazy. And really, what if you start being on to you? <laughs> like, like, oh, look at that. I'm playing with that again. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Or that's so cute. Or laugh at yourself. And if you have someone in your life in that moment that you can share it with, that you, you get will create greater, do that. Because to ah, see all those hands go up with something that I spent pretty much my entire life hiding in deep shame that I must be so horrible that no one likes me, which wasn't even fucking true, except I had to make it true so I could tell you stories about how true it is, but it's not true, but I could tell you, oh my fuck, like really, and that's just one example, like what are the other stories, what are the other secrets that if you stopped hiding them from you, could create the magic. And really, I mean, there's so many different things, of course, that you could use with it. But number one is going to be acknowledging it for you, recognizing when you're playing with it. And then you could use the return to sender with consciousness, could do that. The other thing you can ask yourself, and I find this one to be really helpful, um, especially in an in a, like a choice that I, I continuously make over and over, I'll ask, who am I being here? And I mean, if you think about that, like we got 180 people and 150 hands are up that people don't like them. Like, fuck, who are we being? But also that's a maestro class. Like look around your family, your friends, the people you've, you know, grew up with. Like, how many of them had that point of view? And again, I'm using that one main point of view, but it could be whatever that secret is. Who are you being? Who did you see live their life from that energy? And, and you took it on as normal. That's the way it is. That's what you're supposed to do. Like whatever crazy's behind that. That's another quick way. So you can return to sender with consciousness. Who am I being? Acknowledge that and then return to sender with consciousness. Um, and then, of course, the interesting point of view, I have that point of view. That tool, you guys know, unless this is your first show with me, you know that I talk about that all the time. And that's, that one can change it so quickly. You know, so you go to work and you've got that energy that no one likes you there. And then now you've got proof because they're all in a meeting together and you didn't get invited in or whatever crazy. Interesting point of view. I have that point of view. <sighs> Interesting point of view. I have that point of view over and over and over until it changes. And then the one that I've done a couple of videos on, I just, this, this is an, I would say newer process from, from Dane and he used it and ran it so much in the maestro class. It is so freaking awesome. I have been using it on everything. What is possible that I don't think is possible that if I allowed the possibilities 
would create a totally different reality. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pod, poc, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And that's the access consciousness clearing statement. And you can go to uh, theclearingstatement.com for more information about how it works. It is brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. It's like a magic wand all of its own. And using it after you ask a question or bring up some energy is great too. And that one, what is possible that I don't think is possible that if I allowed the possibilities would create a totally different reality? And you can specify it too. So something like, what is possible beyond separation that I don't think is possible? That if I allowed the possibilities would create a totally different reality or whatever it is that you'd like to, like to be shifting or changing. And just, just do it, guys. Just, I got no other words for it, but just do it put it as a screensaver or put it as a note in your phone so you can remind yourself, like whatever it takes, but be running that because truly what is possible that you don't think is possible that if you allowed the possibilities would create a totally different reality. Because isn't it time to have a totally different reality, especially with the secrets. Like those secrets are, again, I mean, they are what is killing, killing, killing the magic that you be. Because with every secret, we have to hold it in place. We have to hide it. We're then hiding part of ourselves, And since we're oneness, it's very difficult to hide part of ourselves. It takes a lot of energy to hide part of ourselves. And I mean, I'm talking about one specific thing. Chances are we all have way more than one. So that's a lot of energy, a lot of hiding, a lot of separating. None of which is natural for us. And if we stop that and we recognize that there's nothing to be ashamed of. I remember years ago, this was way before Access, and I was watching, I think it was Oprah and Dr. Phil. They used to do a show together, or on Oprah together, and they were talking about money and how often in a couple uh, they will, you know, if the one person has money problems or money things, they'll hide it. And they kept saying, you know, the best thing to do is to tell your spouse. And at that time, I had, I don't know, fifteen or $17,000 in, in credit card debt, which is a huge amount because back then I wasn't making very much money at all. Um, so this would have been probably uh, 2010, 2011, something like that. So it was probably, I'm not even sure what I was making, two or three, no, sometime, well, hmm, anyway. It was a huge amount of money to be in debt with. And after watching the show, because I was hiding it from hubby. Now, they weren't on his, like, we didn't have joint credit cards or anything. So it was all mine. Um, And it was still, I was so ashamed of it. And he didn't have credit card debt. He was very much, uh, and is very much, that's just not a thing for him. So on top of, you know, having so much and being ashamed of it, it was also like, and I, you know, I'm a failure and he's not and all that crazy. And uh, so from watching the show, I was like, you know what, I need to tell him. I mean, it wasn't going to affect him in any way again, because our money wasn't together like that. And 
just by telling him the space it created in my world. Now, please no, I'm not saying that you should go and tell, you know, people your money stuff or any of that. It was it was the energy of hiding it and keeping it so secret and the shame of that of me not telling him. And then when I did tell him the space of it, and then there was so much more ease and and he was like, "Okay, so what what's your plan?" Like there was no, it was not a judgmental thing. It was like, okay, so, so what are you doing? And, um, now I will tell you, it would have been very different if they were joint credit cards. It probably would have been, um, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more fight and problem in there, but it was just, it was different. And so again, when I talk about sharing, make sure who you share with can receive it. And is it going to add to your, you know, the shame and the judgment and all that crazy? Cause it's not about that really. It's, it's getting out of the secrets for you. And that might mean it's just for you, where you're just getting out of them for you and you're not sharing with anybody. And, uh, and there might be people so that you can get and recognize that there's like, in a sense, and we know we don't really like the word normal and whatever's going on in your life is very normal. Like all the stuff that you think is just you, not just you, not just you. I can guarantee that, you know, whatever it is, there's more people on the planet, probably way, way more than you think having the same experience. And if you get out of the secret of it and be the vulnerability of you, use some of the tools that I mentioned earlier so that you can be the magic because that's your natural space. And I'll tell you what, the more that you get out of shame and, and it's, it's a choice you know, you can definitely use the tools that will assist and you've got to, it's got to be more valuable to you to be magic than to be distracted. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure if you're still listening, you know, all, all this time in 26 minutes in, you are ready to, uh, to be the magic of you. You really, really are. And, and give yourself that space. Be that space for yourself. Start laughing at yourself. Recognize all that stuff that you've been hiding. No, not just you, my sweet friend. And you are magical beyond belief. You are so magical. So, so, so magical. And isn't it time to be that magic? Yeah. All right. Have an awesome week, sweet friends. And I look forward to chatting with you next week.